be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bang busts think they're a good deal. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drink Up, the same drunk wrestling history, but fewer calories. I'm Adam, your designated host, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk, I'm old, and I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. (laughs) And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Thank you all very much for joining us uh, for... uh, a profile episode that we uh, have uh, planned out for all of you. But uh, you know what else uh, is cool? Going to whatamaneuver.net so you can get drunk wrestling history t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies. I would say by the time this is airing, now you're looking for, like, I need, I'm not going to see them until after the holidays. I still need to get Joe Shithead a present. Let's <laughs> get shithead. this. <laughs> You know, there's Joe Schmo and then there's Joe Shithead, you know. Buy them both a shirt. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely not getting it before Christmas at this point if you're ordering right now. Yeah. But I don't uh, think so. But I, I, I mean, wouldn't count on it anyway. Yeah, if it's going to be a late present, you better blow their fucking minds. And do, you could do that with a Drunk Wrestling History t-shirt available at winnermaneuver.net. Buy a yep. fucking shirt. That's right. And it's a perfect gift for Joe Shithead. You know who it's not a perfect gift for? Kevin Bryant. Fuck that guy. That's right, Kevin Bryant. Uh, Kevin Bryant, I don't know if you're listening to this. I assume not, but um, I'm going to just get into this really quickly before we start the episode. I sort of alluded to this uh, on Twitter. I don't know. Today is the fucking seventh. Yesterday, I tweeted some wise ass, left a comment on our fucking uh, YouTube, and an episode was going to go longer than I thought today. So Kevin Bryant decided to tweet uh not tweet us but leave a message on our hogan lies episode which that's definitely our episode that has the most comments like it might have our most downloads of all time like people love that fucking episode and um also my timing with it was great it was like kind of that became a thing right around the time we recorded it anyway here's what kevin bryant had to say the Silver Dome didn't hold 93,000. It held 72,000 in 1987. Do you guys not know how to use Google? LOL. So what he's... The point he's making is there weren't 93,000 people at, at WrestleMania. There were 72,000, which that's a Meltzer thing, which is just... It's one of those things we're never going to know, right? It's always been out there that WWE inflated that number, and maybe they did, maybe they didn't. To me... When I watch that shit, I don't see any empty seats and I see the whole fucking floor full. To me, it looks like it's beyond normal capacity sold out. Exactly. But but we'll never we'll never know. It's lost to time. 
the truth about how many people were there. Yeah, but Meltzer then these, these was, knuckleheads that want to listen to Uncle Dave. Right. So, yeah. So Dave said it was 72,000 because someone sent him a fax. Right. What, the fax. Whatever the yes. fuck that means. Someone sent him a fax. Okay, you got a fax. You know what? I can send a fax. <laughs> anyway... I don't even care to fucking debate that. It's irrelevant. He's saying that the Silver Dome didn't hold 93,000 people. It held 72,000. So he said, you even, do you guys not know how to use Google? Well, yes, I do know how to use Google. And if you Google it and go to the Wikipedia page, it holds 83,000 people plus for football. So yeah, or it did not anymore. It's gone. Mic Um, drop. It's Yeah, Mic drop. Yeah. Um, it held 83,000 plus people for football. So a wrestling show could obviously hold more people than that, especially back then when they didn't have the big fucking stage and close off a quarter of the place. Yep. And you're opening up the floor. Yeah. So I responded to him and I said, yeah, I'm great at Google. And I attached the Wikipedia link. And then I said, also, thanks for listening to the show before that. So he sent me, this guy fucking sent me two comments right back to back on the same episode. Uh, Kevin Bryant did. The first one is even funnier. This one says, so this was the Hogan Lies episode, and we talked about, because for a second I was like, what's he even fucking talking about? And I was like, oh, we talked about Hogan playing bass for Metallica. Right, how he almost replaced Cliff. Yeah, in 86, and what Metallica were up to in 86. So here's what he said. In early 1986, Metallica released Master of Puppets. They weren't opening for Ozzy, LOL. You guys know nothing about music, but please, pray, continue. Opening for Ozzy, they never did that. They never actually did that. So I responded with, they opened for Ozzy on that tour, dude. Look it up. They've said in interviews how cool it was that Ozzy let them set up the crosses on the stage and learn to spell Ozzy before you try to school people on music. This clown spelled Ozzy with the I-E. So he's Bitch. such a fucking expert oh, on Metallica wrong. and heavy metal that he doesn't even know how to spell fucking Ozzy. Also, like I said in the response, yeah, they fucking open for Ozzy. Look it up, douchebag. Yeah, so, maybe he needs to learn how to use Google. Yeah, before telling me about using Google. So, yeah, anyway, like, I don't usually call people out on show. I like being corrected. A lot of times we get corrections. Um, we call ourselves wrestling historians, right? Drunk wrestling historians, which we kind of do it. It's very tongue-in-cheek. The idea very, of, yeah. Yeah, the idea of people, there are a lot of people out there who seriously call themselves wrestling historians and it's funny to me like i've always thought it was funny to call yourself i don't know when you're calling yourself a historian of something that like in the grand scheme of things is totally insignificant it's just funny yeah if you were a wrestling historian you name would be dave seltzer <laughs> yeah right um but we do take the ser- the the history of wrestling fairly seriously we do research stuff before we talk about it we have diligent notes and um I read a lot of books about wrestling and shit. I'm always on Wikipedia looking up anything about wrestling, just even just nothing to do with the show. Um, But we get shit wrong all the time. Usually it's something that just comes up in the course of the show, not something we plan to talk about and people correct us all the time. And that's great. I love being corrected because that now I know something that I didn't know before. You learned from it. Yeah, you learn from it. That's great. Like, yeah, I have no problem with that. But if you're going to correct me, don't come off as a smug fucking asshole like Kevin Bryant talking about, I don't know how to use Google and then be wrong. <laughs> you know See, I mean? at first like, I thought he was trolling. Like he's commenting bullshit on the Hogan lies episode. Like that would actually be witty, but I don't think he was doing that. I don't think that no. was his angle. I think you're just being a douchebag. He's no, he thinks he's smarter he's than opposite, 
like kind of opposite Hogan-esque def- deflating numbers instead of inflating accompl- accomplishments just to get his just to get his he, point across. He's a cunt. We should move on. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story is, you know what? If you're going to try to correct someone in a public thing like YouTube, yeah. have your shit straight and learn how to spell fucking Aussie. Oh, and one more thing. Fuck you, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Eat a dick. Yeah. 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 yeah as, um, as another great podcast host says, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Please, Moving like, on. Learn to use a search engine, something aside from Ask Jeeves or Lycos, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. <laughs> what was that Ask Jeeves joke of yours when you were William Regal? Yeah. It was, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. did you, like, how'd you, how'd you research? I mean, when Regal said it, it was like, did you uh, find material for us by asking Jeeves for help? <laughs> nice. nice. There you go. <laughs> and even William Regal knows you spell Ozzy O Z Z Y. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's from England. Of course, he does. Right. Yeah. Anyway, if anyone wants to correct us on anything we say in this episode, feel free. Do it like a drunk You don't want to come off like a dick. Yeah. yeah. That's all. For this week's episode, uh, we are doing a profile of one Mr. Tommy Lister Jr., better known, at least in the WWF, as Zeus. He was one of our topics when back in the day when we did Taboo Booze Day. I think he was second place. Oh, was he? Yeah. I yeah, can't remember. Computer won, right? No, was it Peter, Peter that won. Peter no. lost. Eugene. No, it was uh, Eugene. Oh, Eugene, that's Eugene right. Eugene won. <laughs> uh, taboo booze day. God, we used to be witty. What which happened? By, which, no, by the know, way, been, we need I've to been revisit to that. do another one of those. For I agree, like, Adam. Dude, that was a long time ago. I've been meaning to do another one of those for like a year and a half. Because yeah, Adam brings up a good fun. point. Revisit it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, a good since since our last taboo booze day, we've now done two roasts. Got it. Yeah, right? <laughs> In one Vince episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have each other's information. We'll uh, arrange that. But anyway, yes. today's episode is all about Zeus. Zeus was... Uh, I don't even know how to start with this. Um, so... <laughs> he was he was two characters in one, kind of? Like he was a movie star and then he became a wrestler. And now it would be called meta. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. in 1989, that word didn't really exist, but that's exist. the way I think it would be described now, this whole Zeus situation. Yes. So to start from the beginning, um, after WrestleMania four, Hogan left to film a movie, right? Macho Man won the title. Um, that was the whole reason Hogan dropped the title in the first place to go film a movie. He filmed a movie called No Holds Barred, which is the most insane fucking movie ever made. And yeah. it was, it's fucking nuts. The movie's but, insane. But it's so enjoyable. The, it's so enjoyable. Um, it was released by New Line Cinema. So Vince got him. Uh, at the time, it wasn't a huge, huge studio. But New Line Cinema at this point had done Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that was their they biggest went, one. Yeah, New Line's went no on joke. To, they're still yeah. around. They're good. Yeah, they did. The next big thing they did was the Ninja Turtles movie. Hit so, after hit. 
Yeah, so it was a major hit after hit besides No Holds Barred. Uh, aside from No Holds Barred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they can't all be you gotta singers. Get your feet wet somehow. <laughs> yeah. Two for the crowd, one for Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was just thinking about it today, and I was like, this was. Tell you what, let me before I get into let me get into what I was thinking where Vince's brain was. I'm going to read the plot of this movie, if you if you don't mind. Is that okay? Oh, Can please I read the plot do. Of the movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, so this is the plot summarized on Wikipedia. This is a little, it's a few paragraphs, so it's a little long. So um, as um, Mr. T said, indulge me while I read this. Um, stay with me for this, because this is, there are a lot of fucking gems in this. Okay. So here's the plot of <laughs> the movie No Holds Barred. Gems. Carissa wanted to sit in during this, because uh, actually I uh, earlier I texted her this link and i said read the plot of this movie like 20 minutes later she came out and she's like what the fuck is this yeah you she's need to watch it now <laughs> yeah so she was like dude i think i'm gonna sit in on the episode but she's busy she's, she's got some shit going on so she couldn't um so anyway here we go rip thompson is the world wrestling federation heavyweight champion that's hogan played by hogan and his appearances on network television have been a thorn in the side of mr brell the head of the struggling world television network Rip is a huge ratings draw, while WTN is the lowest-rated television network. The day after Rip's most recent title match against Jake Bullet, spelled with an E, not an I. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, I'm thinking of the whiskey. It is Bullet is spelled with an E, right? <laughs> Shit. This is a drunk podcast. <laughs> Tell me you're a drunk without telling me you're a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, 9 o'clock. I've been drinking since 5. Um, the day after Rip's most... I can't believe I mixed that up. The day after Rip's most recent title match against Jake Bullet, Brell attempts to get Rip to become a part of his network, but he refuses. Angry at, angry at being stood up by a man he considers a, quote, jockass, Brell tries to exact revenge by hiring his goons to jump Rip in the limo to no avail as Rip fights off his goons. Later, Brell visits the note. So let me jump in here. So he wants him to come work for him. He says no. So he tries to have him killed in his limo. This is reasonable. Right, right. In yeah, wrestling, like, that's reasonable. Yeah, Plan imagine a. like Tarantino that wants to get work. Brad Pitt for a next B. shitty movie. And he says no. And he's like, well, <laughs> fuck, I'll get some guys to kill him. <laughs> Sam Jackson, go take care of this fuck for me. <laughs> go, go whack a guy. <laughs> Later, Brell visits the No Count Bar, which is a great name for a bar, where he comes up with his own wrestling pro program called Battle of the Tough Guys. The show is successful due to the introduction of Zeus, an ex-convict and former protege of Rip's trainer, Charlie. Zeus wins the $100,000 tournament and becomes Brell's prized fighter. Samantha Moore, a corporate spy, is sent by Brell to seduce Rip. However, Rip's good nature and dedication to charity win her over, and she confesses, she confesses her identity to the wrestler and turns to his side. She has so a thing for racist. What can she say? Yeah, so she turns she turns babyface. Brell learns of Samantha's defection and vowing revenge sends his underlings to kidnap and rape her. <laughs> Rip stops the Jesus. Rip stops the would-be rapist, throwing one of the stooges into a tree trunk. <laughs> so now this is a movie that they marketed to like us, right? I yeah, was 10 kids, years old yeah. when this movie came out, right? They're like, oh, kids, go see the movie where a TV executive tries to have a spy raped. <laughs> and also tries to kill your hero. And the rapist is thrown into a tree trunk. <laughs> <laughs> With Terry Funk's in it. 
<laughs> Later, Rip is at a charity event when Brel and Zeus arrive, demanding that Rip prove his honor by fighting Zeus on Battle of the Tough Guys. Rip, wanting to set a good example and knowing children are around, declines. Meanwhile, Rip's younger brother, Randy, and his friend, Craig, decide to check out Zeus for themselves, attending an illegal fight behind... Uh, a, a defend, de, attending an illegal fight being held in a warehouse after watching so Zeus is doing like cockfights <laughs> after watching Zeus defeat it's like fight club after watching <laughs> Zeus def, defeat the monstrous Rebar Lawless which is the greatest name in the history of that's the world, pretty good Rebar Lawless right yeah he should have been one of uh, that group that just got disbanded in the WWE T-Bar and Mace and Rebar Retribution. Wallace yeah right right retribution yeah. thank you yeah was there, there was a re, no there was a t-bar rebar is way than t-bar t-bars aren't even t-bars are stupid right um uh after watching zeus defeat the monstrous rebar lawless craig identifies randy as rip's brother to brown and his associates randy attempts to defend himself but zeus brutally beats him sending him to the hospital enraged rip accepts zeus's challenge to avenge his brother he also cries in that scene that's right on the night of the match, Brel has Samantha kidnapped and orders Rip to go 10 minutes through the fight, then lose the fight to save her life. So he's like, now it's now it's wrestling, right? Like, oh, no, no, you're going to go lose, brother. Yep. As the battle begins, yep, Samantha escapes, but just as Bell's as just as Brel's goons corner her, Charlie and Craig rescue her and defeat the bad guys. <laughs> Back in the arena, <laughs> Zeus has the upper hand at the start of the fight, ruthlessly pummeling Rip, even attempting to kill him by ripping out one of the steel posts and trying to impale him through the chest. Randy cheers to urge... This is over a TV deal. Randy <laughs> cheers to urge his brother to fight back. Rip is re-energized by Randy's words, and once he sees Samantha is safe, gains a second win and starts to turn the tides on Zeus. He rips so up. Even in, yeah, even in movies, he hulks up. The fight destroys the ring with Rip and Zeus continuing the battle up through the stands as Brel watches from the control room. Rip finally puts an end to the match by knocking Zeus off a catwalk and through the ring far below. A frustrated Brel begins destroying electrical equipment and rages over Zeus's loss. Rip angrily goes after, after Brel, intending to repay him for his misdeeds. Brel retreats but accidentally comes in contact with live wires he is exposed in his tirade and is electrocuted. With their enemies vanquished, Rip and Randy celebrate victory with friends. <laughs> we killed people. Well done, brother. Good job. Let's isn't celebrate. That the, isn't that the most insane movie you've ever heard of in your life? It really is, dude. And I thought it, uh, that cannibal movie was insane. Had nothing on this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought zombie strippers was, was something. Yeah. Strap on Sally. Had nothing on this. Yeah, it did. Well, Strap on Sally 22 <laughs> did. <laughs> You gotta watch that one. The first twenty-one, they're first twenty-one are just okay. This is yeah, like if average. Logan's Run had a dome that was dedicated to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That's an so, insane plot, dude. Yeah. So after Carissa read this, she came out and she was talking about the names, and she was like, "Dude, Rebar Lawless," and she was like, she said she pictured you know in um, Boogie Nights when Dirk Diggler says his name and they show it like a neon. Oh yeah. And, and then and then uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Shit, the producer. Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds like sees it. He like envisions it. Yes. His name in like in the neon with the fireworks and shit. She said that was like <laughs> Vince. She said that's how Vince was when he heard Rebar Lawless. Like he was like <laughs> visualizing neon lights with that name. 
<laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. So the movie came out in June eighty, June second, nineteen eighty nine. But on May eighth, Zeus shows up on the Brother Love show, saying he's going to destroy Hogan. This is Vince's way of promoting the movie, which makes perfect sense. It was totally. eight million. It had an eight million dollar budget, and so which that's pretty small. So why spend money on marketing the movie when he has three hours of national TV every week? Who and the people watching it are exactly who he's going to market that movie to anyway. That's fair. Right. Right. It's perfect. But here's where it gets into that meta situation, right? So Zeus, the character from the movie, shows up. So let's let's unpack this. If Zeus shows up in wrestling, that means that Zeus, the character in the movie, was actually Zeus in real life. So a guy named Zeus with a big Z on his head is walking around in real life, <laughs> is cast to play himself in a movie. <laughs> yes. And then shows up in WWE as himself. And his reason for being there is because he's mad that he had to lose to Hogan in the movie and that he got second billing in the promo for the movie. Right. And now he wants to beat him in real life in wrestling. Right. Real right. life. Real life. He wants real life revenge for losing in the movie. So in <laughs> right. other words, yeah, and spoiler it's, and alert. <laughs> yeah. So it's, so this is May, 1989. Right, Adam. Yeah. This is May 89. I'm 10 years old. I buy every fucking bit of this. I'm oh, like, hook, Holy line shit. and sinker, dude. Yeah. Right? I don't know any fucking better, you know, yep. like I'm like, you know, cause this is where I'm like, everyone, like my uh, parents and shit are like, oh, wrestling's fake. And I'm like, the fuck it is. The, the fuck dude, it is. Did you see this like, movie? Yeah, how could this be fake? So I totally buy every bit of it. I believe that they cast a guy. I feel, I, I, watching this, I believe that I could walk, I could go to LA and could conceivably run into a guy who calls himself Zeus with yes. a Z on his head. Right. Who walks around beating people up, who just happened to be cast in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, and statistically, that can happen today. It <laughs> True. And found his way to WWE. That's... It's fucking insane, dude. It's the craziest. It's insane. Fucking, yeah, it might be the craziest angle of all time when you really break it down. Like the the logic of it is completely. Yeah, it's nuts. It's fucking. But leave nuts. it to Vince the Carney to double dip not only on the movie end, but mm -hmm. now he's going to get mm -hmm. pay per view buys with this guy too. Right. Well, 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 there's a there's a bit in between, but yes, yeah, he is fucking make some genius. Money off it. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, dude. And you know, so here's what Longevity I was thinking. Longevity after a major project yes. like this. Yeah, it's in theaters for what it's two not, months, but he can milk Zeus for like six or seven. This is not mm -hmm. an isolated project. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of took me until yesterday to start thinking about like this was Vince's goal from 1982, right? Vince was like, "We don't have wrestlers; we have superstars." Yes, we, this isn't wrestling. This is sports entertainment. We're more yeah. than just wrestling. He was and trying to cross boundaries. First, Right, and he'd already had the albums, and he had the cartoon, but this was the first major, major thing he had done. And oh my God, dude, can you just imagine? Like Vince got an executive producer credit on a on a movie made by a regular uh, movie studio. Well, I think this was the goal from the minute that he signed Hulk Hogan because he had right. been in Rocky Three. Mm -hmm. His goal was, you're gonna go into a movie produced by WWF, yeah, and I'm gonna be uh, in some way in the credits as a producer or what the fuck ever, but you're going to headline a movie. Right. And he spent three months in LA at that movie studio with his big fucking Vince boner. Yes. So excited about that. You know what I mean? It was like the best, 
it was like the highlight of his life up to that point. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like this is, it was everything he'd ever dreamed of was happening. Yeah. WrestleMania one, two, and three took a huge backseat to no holds fucking barred. To no holds barred. Right. To a movie that it ended up making 16 million. So it profited 8 million, I guess. It was a win. Not to mention what he got from the pay-per-view buys too, from Zeus. Mm-hmm. Which because that was completely. That. Okay. Cause that was completely due to the movie. Totally. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, where, so May 8th, Zeus shows up on the Brother Love Show. May 27th, Zeus attacks Hogan on Saturday Night's main event before the cage match with Boss Man, the infamous cage match where he suplexed Boss Man off the top of the cage. Right. And Slick, um, I forgot that Slick didn't really have anything to do with him after that. Like Slick just like kind of contracted him out to beat up Hogan before the match. <laughs> yeah. This and was, was in the, the day of, of like everybody versus Hogan. Right, right. Every monster versus the Hogan. entire heel locker room versus Hogan. So mm-hmm. didn't yeah, even matter. You t- yeah, you want a title shot? Jump the champ. Right. That's all exactly. you gotta do. Exactly. Yeah, or be t- or be tall. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So so he beats Hogan down before that match with Boss Man, and then uh, two months later, May 29th, you've got Brutus versus Macho Man. Brutus has Macho Man in a sleeper hold. This is the Saturday Night's Main Event too. Zeus runs in on Brutus. Hogan makes the save, and you end up with a pretty cool brawl, actually. Um, Zeus put Hogan in a fucking um, bear hug, and Macho ended up hitting him with a uh, top rope double axe handle, and they were going to cut everyone's hair, but they eventually ended up fighting their way out of that. Um, So really quickly, so he's been there two months and somebody had the genius idea, and I'm not saying that to be a smartass, the genius idea to put him with Macho Man because you know this guy's not going to have a good match with Hogan. Exactly. Who's going to carry the match on the heel side? Not going to be Zeus. Right. So that's yep. why they brought Brutus into it too, so you could have a tag match. Yep. So we end up at SummerSlam. You have a tag match with Hogan and Brutus versus Zeus and Macho Man in the main event, SummerSlam 89. Hogan pins Zeus. And at the time, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, Hogan won. But looking back on it, Zeus should have pinned Beefcake. Agree. Yes. Right? Because, like, right away, Zeus shows up and loses to Hogan. Yeah, that kind of deflates. Like, you're watching the guy, and you're like, I thought you were, like, a super monster, and you should have destroyed everybody. But Hogan just fucking beat beat you. Yeah, he beat the shit out of him before the cage. Right. He beat the shit out of both of them on the, the next main event. He's taking punches from Brutus and laughing, but then he loses immediately. So that kind of... To a leg drop. Yeah. I mean, when I was 10, I didn't really think... I guess I would have been 11 because my birthday was beginning of August. I'm but like an I almost situation at Mania this year. You just squashed a monster. Are you really supposed to get longevity now? Right. Who? You talking about almost? Yeah. Remember this year against Lashley? No, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I, dude, I think I was getting a Frito pie during that match. <laughs> it was a good Frito pie. But still, just the concept. Yeah, it's like you're established to be a monster. Start wrecking people. But Go ahead. Uh, what was it? I would say he's comparable to Great Khali. Uh, like... Start wrecking people up. Don't he didn't take a pinfall for how many years? Right, right. <laughs> or not years, but how however X amount of time. You don't like how they booked him. No. Alright. Thank you. <laughs> <Just fucking laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
What the fuck did I just walk into? That's Adam's music. Adam's music now. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. Oh my god. <laughs> You're just trying to get a visual uh, cue for edit marks, aren't you? I just I just felt that Adam should have music when he weighs in. <laughs> Adam was like monologuing and you put perfect strangers in the background music. That's a song. Talk. That's his that's his theme music. Oh my god. That's a dude. thing now. Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm like crying. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> gonna find my opportunities for your, each episode now. Oh yeah. man. Right. That's so good. And afterwards <laughs> and after each successful one I'll do a dance of joy. You seriously can't get over it when I started singing. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. Back to Thank Zeus. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so then nothing really happens with Zeus other than just like showing up talking shit till Survivor Series. Then you get Survivor Series. And it's Hogan, Jake, and Demolition versus Ted DiBiase, Zeus, and Powers of Pain. I totally did not remember that Demolition and Powers of Pain feuded for a full fucking year. Yeah, it was a long time, dude. Because Demolition turned babyface at Survivor Series 88. Correct. Against uh, against Powers of Pain. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so um, Zeus ended up getting eliminated from the match when he wouldn't stop choking Hogan. Right. Which that was actually really clever. Like, okay, he's not going to win the match. Hogan's got to win the match. But Zeus isn't going to lose. Still I thought right. that was actually really good. Uh, drunk fact, that's the same way Undertaker was eliminated from his match the following year. Oh. He wouldn't stop choking, I forget who, but he wouldn't stop choking someone. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like that was kinda, yeah, really well booked, I thought. Um, then we get to No Holds Barred, the match, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so December 29th on pay-per-view, you can watch No Holds Barred, the movie, and at the end of it, you watch the match, which is a cage match with Hogan and Beefcake versus Macho Man and Zeus. I like that they made you watch the movie first. They <laughs> let you watch the movie first, dude. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you was, fuckers are going to sit through this. But it was great, though, because you've been led to believe that Zeus in the movie is a real person who legitimately hates Hulk Hogan. Yes. And has legit heat with him. And now you're going to get to see the resolution of this whole fucking thing after it's over. Right. 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 It's, I mean, it was really fucking genius. It, dude, it you was. Know? Yeah. Like, like looking back, really, you could really respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hate to use the word meta again, but like, that's what it was. It was really like, you know, it was crazy. It was really just a wild ass thing that happened. It totally was. But it was the genius of Vince to double dip on the Zeus character. I thought it totally. fantastic move. Yeah. And to promote the movie that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this 89, I didn't have pay-per-view yet, but I would have watched that if I had. Pay oh, fuck. Maybe I did because I had pay-per-view. No, because I didn't have pay-per-view at six. So, no, I didn't watch it. Okay. Um, but I definitely fucking would have if I had pay-per-view. Um, so this was on a wrestling challenge taping. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. I knew they see. had matches before the cage match, but oh, I didn't know it was it. during a wrestling challenge. I know, yeah. like, uh, Dusty Faced Boss Man, Mr. Perfect Face Perfect, or Mr. Perfect Face Garvin. Um, Demolition okay, so lost by DQ to, or count out, to the Colossal Connection. Yeah, you pretty much have it, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so it was Dusty Rhodes to beat the boss man in a dark match. Yes. Warrior beat... Well, they're all dark matches. Warrior beat Dino. Oh, Dino. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Colossal Connection beat Demolition. Perfect beat Garvin. And then, yeah, then it was the match. So, yeah, you actually almost knew all of them. And then Demolition lost the titles the very next day. Uh, Wait. It showed later, but Demolition lost the title. It might have been a Saturday Night's Main event that got taped. I don't remember when they lost them. Okay. But it was basically the day after that taping, Demolition lost the straps. Okay. Um, so just a quick recap of how the match finishes Hogan. So it's one of those matches where one guy from the tag team can get out, but the match doesn't end. Um, Hogan suplexes Zeus because you pull out the big moves for the blow off match. Right. Right. Uh, beefcake and Macho do a double down where they smash each other's heads into the cage. Sherry hands Macho Man a chain. He tries to hit Beefcake off the top of it, but Beefcake hit, Beefcake hits him. He escapes the cage. Eventually, Macho gets out, and then Hogan, it's him and Zeus left. Hogan hulks up, hits Zeus with three leg drops. One, two, three. Pins him in the middle of the cage. And that's three Zeus's leg last drops. match. Three Has leg Hogan drops. Ever hit, had he ever hit anyone with two leg drops at that point? Uh, we're talking 89? 89? 89? I don't think so. Not to my knowledge, no. So that's how badass fucking Zeus was. I mean, he only hit Andre with one. With one, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty much it for Zeus. He was gone after that match. That was his last match. He was there from June, May to uh, December. Short run, but extremely memorable. Like, he's still a memorable character today. People still talk about him. And they totally. just made an action figure of him. Really? Yeah, they did that No Holds Barred 2-pack. Oh, fuck. I might have to buy that. Yeah, I thought I showed it to you. No? Yeah, probably. I was probably drunk. You were probably drunk. But yeah, yeah. They, I mean, Zeus is still very much a part of the WWE culture. Uh, the fans still fondly remember him. I mean, because mm-hmm. now it's the guys our age that yeah. when we were watching this, we were kids. So it's that right. whole nostalgia factor. But yeah, Zeus, very well respected and still loved today to the point where that set sold out in less than a minute. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, right. and they're going to continue to make Zeus action figures, so they have an agreement with uh, Lister's estate, cool, which is fantastic. Cool. It keeps his memory out there, and mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the most... If you were to pick a gimmicky thing like that, or it's like... So they had guys like that, like uh, John Gonzalez, who would come in for a minute just to make a bunch of money with a top guy. Right. You know, especially in WWE, right. that was the way that company was sort of set up. Yeah. Zeus would probably be the most memorable of those. I would say you know? so. Definitely. Like anyone, anyone, anyone our age who watched wrestling back then remembers Zeus. Like you can't forget him. He had such a great look. He was big as fuck. He wore those um, black and silver tights. He had the goddamn Z shaved into his head. On his head. Yes. And not shaved into his head, but his only hair was a Z. <laughs> yeah. Like he was bald behind, besides the Z. He had the fucking crooked eye. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which, which really like added to it you know like he just looked even more like monstrous yeah he was a legit monster heel whatever he really was whatever he was perfectly best booked. he had it looked like it was reinforced with something yeah yeah and he was a the your textbook example of um hide your weaknesses and enhance your strengths yeah because he was always in tag team matches super mm-hmm. smart right you put him with macho man so you can have a decent match without him having to do much and then you put and- him with dibiase and put him with DBS. Yeah, I forgot to even Great mention workers. that. Great yeah. for a minute. Yeah, right. And you just have him get in there and just hit a guy a bunch of times and do a bear hug. Like anybody yeah. could do. Anybody could do a bear hug. Yep. Or snap you his know? neck. I mean, that's that's simple stuff neck. that you can get in the ring and do, but it's very mm-hmm. effective to, to build your right. character. Right. 
yeah, so just to wrap it up and get into his later career, uh, in July 1990, he wrestled Abdullah the Butcher in uh, WWC in Puerto Rico. Oh, shit. They wrestled to a, a double DQ. I thought about doing a watch along of that because it's got to be great, but it's really fucking short. Like, it's too short to even bother with. Gotcha. Um, and then in 96, he came back to WC. He came to WCW. I totally forgot about that. As Z Gangsta to wrestle Hogan at Uncensored 96 in a Doomsday Cage match. Yeah, which he was, was part Hogan. of the alliance to end Hulkamania. Yeah, and it was Hogan and Macho Man versus Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Mang, the Barbarian, Lex Luger, the Taskmaster, Z Gangsta, and the Ultimate <laughs> Solution, which is slightly Nazi-ish. That's the strange name. The yeah. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll just call him Bane. So, um, I think our next WCW episode is going to be that pay-per-view because I have to see this fucking match. Yeah, two guys against eight. And guess who fucking yeah. won? <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly, yeah. Again, do you notice a trend? Yeah, yeah. Um, and to finish it off, he never won a match. And I think he's a definite Hall of Famer, and he would be the only Hall of Famer to never have won a match besides Drew Carey, I guess. Yes, I have two more facts. Go ahead. Uh, you were mentioning his later career. Uh, in 1991, he was ranked in the PWI 500, Number 500. 500, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I forgot to write that down. Kind of a badge of honor. Uh, much later on, in 2008, he was in The Dark Knight, yes, the Batman movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He played a very, very small but important part in that movie. But what I wanted to point out was not the movie role. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was more that the film was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry in 2020. Really? So he's in the national. He's in. He's in the Library of Congress. That's correct. You know what else is in the uh, Library of Congress? Strap Master on Sally Twenty Two. Oh. No, Master of Puppets. Hopefully, Strap on Sally Twenty Two. Fuck Kevin Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if I have any say in it. Right. Or so that, yeah, that's or, that's pretty cool. Or, he's forever remembered. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Not so, to mention his role in Friday. Which is what he's actually most known for is Debo. Debo, right? yes. Fucking but bicycle. us marks know him as Zeus. <laughs> yeah, totally. And yeah, to, well, I watched Friday. I was like, holy shit, it's Zeus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and to yeah. us here in the Bay Area, that is uh, the namesake for our San Francisco 49ers wide back Debo Samuel. Number 19. I don't know what that is. Sports. That would be sports, Eddie. Sports. Sports. Uh, speaking of sports. Uh, college and tra- college track and field star, including an NCAA Division II championship in shot put when he was at Cal State LA. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had like a didn't he have like a record? I, I forgot to write that down, but he, he threw a shot put like 65 feet or you something. You could imagine somebody that jacked and that tall. You get a great arc on that. Mm-hmm. I wonder who had a better arm, him or Uncle Rico? Well, Uncle Rico could throw a football a quarter mile. Over the mountains. Yeah. yeah. How about you want to bet I could throw this football over those mountains? <laughs> this is pretty sweet. <laughs> Your mom went to college. <laughs> and then and then one more thing about movies. Uh, definitely in uh, The Dark Knight. He was also one of the prisoners in Austin Powers and Goldmember. No shit. Was he? I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. 
right before uh, Doctor Evil sings um, "Hard Knock Life," he stands oh, up and says, "Hey, man, I know guys on crack that make more sense than you." <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and then I, I just also wonder, like, if we were to, like, if Hogan were to reminisce about that rivalry right now, Hogan would probably say, like, "Oh yeah, I remember defeating Zeus, the Greek god." You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Save yeah. that for the roast, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dropped the I dropped the big leg on a god, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Hera was he became pissed. a holster in heaven. Hera was pissed. <laughs> yeah, shit. I'm sorry. I, right. I, I, that might be misinformation. I, I wonder what uh, Kevin Bryant would have to say about my remarks. Anyways, yeah, that Bryant, if you're listening, correct us. Yeah, that takes care of our Zeus episode. What did you all think about uh, him during his run? And what did you think of our episode covering it? Please let us know on the social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Wrestling underscore drunk. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to do so. And leave us reviews so that we could get recognition bumps and we keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, I am Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three, Zeus! 41 minutes on goddamn Zeus. R.I.P. Zeus. No crib on MTV. God only knows. Got my mini me in the GP. See how it goes. Evil's all that I see. And you ask me my name? D to the Rizzo, E to the Bizzo, I to the Lizzo. I'm a crazy. You all knew that. Austin caught me in the first act. It's all backwards. What's with that? So I'll make a prophecy from the dogs to the mini me. Give me an Escalade, a two way bling bling on eBay. Domino. Yeah. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh-huh. It's for all my homies in Bruges. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Ah, Crystal, my moto, a couple of B-hotches. Why not? I got a buster move, dropping buster groove, feeling fine. Got an evil crew, gold member to lick my nine. Till then, I'll j on my butt, brains up, put on call and splooge in your app, that's all. For shizzle my nizzle, y'all. Yeah. All right, listen up. <laughs>